Hey guys, welcome back to Sticky Sports Side. I'm Phil. And I'm Noah. This podcast contains heavy bias, bad sports takes, usually by me, occasional yelling, degeneracy, and rarely facts to back it up. Welcome to the sticky side of sports. Let's hop on this gravy train. What's up, everybody? How are you doing today? I'm Noah. I'm Phil. Bing bong. Bing bong. We have so much to talk to you guys about today. Phil and I have a lot of great topics. We are going to introduce a new segment. We will get into that a little bit later. Phil, why don't you start us off and tell everyone about our socials. All right, guys. Once again, TikTok is Sticky Sports Side, all together, username. And Instagram is Sticky underscore Sport underscore Side. And we do a giveaway on Instagram every weekend. Uh, Just enter our contest. The details are in our Instagram. Just follow us, like the post, and make your picks. Um... Noah, tell more about the episode. Uh, so the episode is going to contain a lot of the same sports that we usually talk about, but there is a lot going on. Uh, we have the NHL to start us off. We got a little bit of NFL, NCAA football. It's bowl season, baby. And then we're going to end it on college basketball. Um, a lot of big news coming, Phil. How about the NHL? Who's hot right now? Who's hot, guys? My favorite team's hot. That's who's hot. The Pittsburgh Penguins have won seven games in a row. They're they're rolling, let's put it that way. There's only one other team who's matched that, and I think Noah who's, knows who that is. It's the Preds. My favorite team, yep. the Nashville Predators, baby. They have been on fire and have won seven games in a row as well. Both teams are grinding right now, and they're picking it up and getting to the top of their standings. Yes. How have the Penguins been able to do it, Phil? Uh, the Penguins are playing much more balanced hockey from what I've been. I actually watched my second Penguins game a couple days ago. Uh, they're just, they're very balanced team right now. They're not going too attacking and they're not going too defensive, which is working out. And when the Penguins get a lead, especially obviously during this win streak, they've just, they've been smart with it. They haven't just thrown it away, which I've seen a few NHL teams do this week when I've been watching them. So, uh, yeah, you got to play balanced hockey to win, especially middle of the season like this. Guys are getting some rest. Guys are getting tired. COVID's making an impact right now, too, with a ton of. Did you see the uh, rule that they just came out with for uh, a few months? What? No, no cross country games. So if a team from Canada is scheduled to play a team from the United States, the, the game's getting postponed. Well, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of wild. But what I was going to say on the before you got into the COVID stuff is I believe it was the top team in the Metropolitan. It was the, uh, well, not anymore, actually. The Hurricanes are. But the Capitals, who are uh, have a playoff spot, they gave up three goals in 34 seconds to the Blackhawks when they had The Blackhawks are embarrassing this year as well. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that I think that's part of the Penguins and the Predators' success is they're not doing things like that. And I know everybody's probably saying, Phil, yeah, if a team gives up three goals in 30 seconds, yeah, they're probably going to lose. But my big point is the Caps had a lead. And then they flummoxed it. And then they flummoxed it. And then they flummoxed it and lost. All I have to say is the most important thing, it doesn't matter how much you win by. It just And that's the thing both of these teams are doing. They don't have the most insane goal differential in the league. No. The Penguins are... Penguins, uh, Penguins are about where they are, but the Nashville Predators right now, 
um, playing some stellar defense. Only 79 goals given up on the year. That's that's one of the lowest in the league. Penguins they only have, have given up 76. Yeah, and, and a goal <laughs> differential of plus 10 for Nashville, which is uh, like eighth in their conference, and they're they're fourth in their conference in terms of points. So it, I, I it will doesn't matter say... how you win. It just matters about winning. Oh, well, yeah, well, of course. I will say Penguins, part of this resurgence, too, is uh, their starting goalkeeper, Kristen Jari, ha- is tied for the highest uh, goals against, or lowest goals against average in the league at 1.93. And anytime you have that low of a goals against average with your goaltender, you're going to have chances to win games. He's obviously allowing pretty much less than two goals a game. Anytime in the NHL you allow less than two a game, you're going to have a chance. So, I thought his name was Tristan Jerry. I didn't know it was Jari. It is Jari. That is. Uh, I, is... I kind of preferred it was. I kind of like it as Jerry. I'm going to keep calling him that. Okay, and um, right. that pretty much wraps up the NHL for this week. The we're just going to keep watching more and more of it and getting into it. Uh, by the way, in case Tyler listens to this episode, the San Jose Sharks are kind of they're uh, going downhill a little bit. They're going to need to pick it up if they're going to be in a playoff spot. I didn't yeah. watch them this week. But they lost a couple games they should have won. They've lost two in a row as well. So, and I just want to start off by start something off. Um, Seattle Kraken have been really struggling this year. I know we kind of talked about it and touched on it a little bit the last podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah how sure. uh, Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, kind of mm-hmm. their first in um, what do they call it? Their uh, their first year. What do you call that? Uh, expansion season. Exp- yeah, expansion expansion season. Uh, or no, inaug- inaugural season. Inaugural like the, season. Inaugural season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they, they did, they played very well. They, they picked up guys, like good guys for teams and. Well, they have an expansion draft so they can pick people from. Yeah. They, teams. Yeah. The expansion draft. Um, but the Kraken didn't do that well in their draft this year. And, um, who knows if that ownership's going to go anywhere. You kind of, you kind of can get a little bit of a glimpse in already. Yeah. Seattle's not known for their snow. They're, they're known for their rain. So I don't know if they ice skate that much out there. <laughs> all right uh conspiracy theories by noah 101 don't know if people ice skate in seattle got it all right because that has to do with all the hockey players they got who are not from seattle exactly <laughs> okay nailed it all right <laughs> do we want to get into nfl next <laughs> yeah let's let's do the nfl right now um we'll start off the nfl like we just did with the nhl yes um i'll start with this but uh who's hot and and I know I'm yes I'm gonna suck the dicks of all my favorite teams. The Colts are hot right now. Colts have won like six out of their last eight. They just beat our hottest team in the league, the Patriots, and did it. I will say it was twenty to nothing. The game was a lot closer than it felt. Um, they only won by ten, but the game really was never in distance for the Patriots. Uh, but yeah, the Colts and took care of business, and distance. right now they're. You mean the Patriots never sniffed the win? Yeah, something like that. Whatever I said. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with hottest team, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obvious pick here. Won seven in a row. I still don't think that offense is where it was when they won the Super Bowl. But I will say that maybe that's just not who the Chiefs are this season, right? Maybe this is a team who's got a solid offense, right? But also plays solid defense. Yeah, this is definitely a team that's going to win a lot of close games. They're not going to be blowing teams out anymore like they were the past few years. Um, they kind of they have a more balanced team this year for sure. I, I will say that um, 
as much as we rag and say their offense isn't the same, the same, they still have scored the most points in the AFC this season. Um, agreed. As, as an offense, no, that's not agreed. That's a fact. Um, nope, agree. I agree on the fact. Well, it's actually wrong because I just looked at it, and the Colts have scored 13 more points, and the Bills have scored nine more points. So they're behind two people. <laughs> in in total points this year? Yeah, so the Colts have 398, and Let's the go. Chiefs have 385, and the Bills have 394. Oh, wow. I did not know the Colts were up there. Yeah, I mean... I knew, I knew they had a great offense, but I didn't know it was that damn good. Well, yeah, but then their defense has given up 300 points, which isn't great. It's... Middle of the road, right? Yeah, it's very middle of the road. Whereas the Bills, who have 394 in points, have only given up 243. Yeah. So. Uh, Bills definitely have a better defense than the Colts. I am not going to deny that. All right. Well, and uh, so I I just want to get this out there. I think the Steelers might have saved their season. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of this team anymore, even when they win. They ast- it's not impressive. Yeah, it was not impressive. I I can say firsthand watching that game in the stadium again, guys. I'm not going to brag about it anymore. I'm not going to any more games this year. Uh, Steelers played terrible that first half, but they turned it around, played some defense, and turnovers were the oh. big thing in that game. Justin Fields just fumbled. Oh God. Hi. Hi. I gotta I gotta it's focus a, up. I gotta focus up. It's a bit. It's a bad day, not a bad life, all right? Yeah, that's, so that's fast. We're going to talk a little bit about the divisional battles that are going on right now. The AFC is it's all over the place. It is wild. Um, the AFC East is wide open right now with the Patriots losing to the Colts the there. The AFC and North the, is wild, wide open. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. There's so many. Um, the, the AFC East right now, it's between the Bills and Patriots. The Dolphins are, like, hanging there on the edge, but they're not going to win the division. Would, Here's the would, thing. Why if would the you Bills say win, I'm pretty Dolphins. sure they're in first place in the division, and the Bills play the Patriots again, basically for that division crown. Why would you say that about the Dolphins? What? They're right on the edge, but they're not going to win the division. They're like two games back. I think they will. Dude, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> how are you feeling? Do you think Bills or Patriots are going to take that? I think the Patriots are the more well-rounded team. I think they're going to huh. take it. So you think Patriots will definitely win next weekend against the Bills? Yeah, I I don't think there's going to be another freaking blizzard. So I do think I don't think there's going to be another blizzard, and I know that helps Josh Allen be able to throw the ball and whatever. But I think Matt, I think Mac Jones is going to be able to throw the ball in that offense. the The Bills defense still isn't great, especially in their last like four or five games. I think yeah, I think Bill Belichick owns the Bills, especially when he's got a team capable of beating them. Bill Belichick owns most of the AFC at this point. Yes, but apparently he can't. Well, never mind. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go there. But I did tweet out that this guy he does not say anything. Whenever the Patriots win, everything's good and dandy. Blah 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 blah. Whenever they lose, this guy has something to complain about. Like he's he's a crybaby. Like seriously, he, I, I'm. I don't think he's the greatest coach of all time either. I hate him. I don't like him. I mean, I, I like think him. he's definitely the greatest coach of all time, but uh, like the complaint nope. after their losses and all Mike their scandals Dicka. that they have definitely take him down a notch. Mike Dicka, greatest coach of yeah. all time. Mike Mike Dicka is a goat. Um, AFC North. Steelers. Um, you think they're going to win? 
Yeah, dude. Well, I don't have any confidence in the Ravens or the Bengals or the Browns or the Steelers. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the division. Browns. The Browns just took a hit today, going to seven seven. Ravens are eight and six. Bengals are eight and six. Everybody's and within a game of each other, dude. Yeah. Um. I think the Bengals are going to end up taking this division. Um. The Ravens have been playing really impressive with Huntley in, which is very surprising. Wait, 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 wait. You think the Bengals win the division? With the Ravens left, the Chiefs, and the Browns. At the Browns. I think the Bengals take two of those three games. I think you're insane. I think they lose at least two, maybe all three. I don't know, man. I mean, the Steelers play the Chiefs as well, so I don't think it's going to be the Steelers. Steelers are winning it. And the Ravens are playing better offensively with Huntley than they were with Lamar, which is saying a lot. I'm not sure. So, in case for anybody not that doesn't know this, we are recording on a Monday night, and the Bears are playing the Vikings. I'm not sure if there's anything more satisfying than watching Kirk Cousins get sacked. He just got sacked, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But like, it is we, honestly so satisfying. That. I don't know why. Yeah, he's he's just one of those guys where I love watching him get hit. Well, he like tries to curl up every time he gets hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Um, All right, the we've NFC talked a ton South, about the AFC. AFC. Let's go to the NFC. Yeah, I was going to say AFC South. I still think Titans are taking that. Colts are making a push. I don't know, um, dude, because the Titans just lost to a bad Steelers team. I know, but the Titans the Titans have to lose two out of their next three, and they have some really easy matchups coming up. The Colts lost both games to the Titans, so they don't. there's no tiebreaker there. The Titans own it, so the Colts have to win the division outright. So they'd have to go 3-0 and and hope the Titans lose two out of three. And the Titans, I think, play the the Jaguars and like that's fair. the Jets or something. So the Titans probably win that division, and then the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. That's the only yeah. one that I'm like pretty positive about. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs are going to get the. Oh, actually, the Titans could lose to the Dolphins and Niners. That could easily happen. Nah, we'll see. Anyways, yeah, um, NFC. Uh, th- Why this open is as well? no the N- three of the divisions are pretty much already settled. Oh, the NFC West is the only one. Yeah, uh, the Cowboys are going to win the East. Uh, the Packers have already won the North. They have clinched. Yeah. Um, and the Buccaneers, I know they just lost to the Saints, but they have a three-game They game still league. got a three-game, yeah. Yeah, they would have to literally implode, and the Saints would have to be perfect. I um, think the Cardinals are imploding right now. How about them losing by three scores to the Lions this past weekend? Dude, Dan Campbell, he's got that team playing hard. You weren't say. wrong when you said they were the best 0 10 and 1, 1 10 and 1 team. They play hard every single week and they Wait, are you impressive. saying that I'm right with that? Because I think I might have been. They were the best 0 10 and 1 team of all time. You look at some of their losses two points to the Bears on Thanksgiving, lost by three to Cleveland, tied the Steelers, kept close games all around, lost to the Vikings. They lost to the Ravens on that game winning field goal, the 66 yarder. Like, they have six games that are within, like, three to five points. All I'm going to say is I called it best 0-10-1 team of all time, and now that they have two wins, guys, I think I can go ahead and say confirmed. I am right. Um, And we'll we'll probably get into this the next episode. We can start diving in with about two weekends left on who we actually think are going to take these wildcard spots because they are still really wide open. Uh, yes, agreed. Um, and we'll talk about that every week, really. So Yeah, yeah. It's one of the main sports. NFL, I think, is probably the biggest sport in the United States to begin with, uh, or biggest league 
in terms of people who watch it. So it's going to be plenty to talk about there, especially the next couple of weeks and with playoffs coming up in about a month. Agreed. Uh, Noah, Phil, I think, we want to start our, we want to, we want to hop into our new segment. Uh, sure. You ready? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll introduce the segment guys. Um, so today we are starting, give me a little bit of a drum roll, Phil. This is going to be a Phil special. It is team of destiny. Nailed it. Bing bong. Okay. <laughs> Bing bong. Um, team of destiny this week. I will pick a new team of destiny every week. And this week we are going to college basketball. I said it last week. They're still my team of destiny because COVID has put a hold on their season and they've won all 10 of the games they have played. Colorado state Rams. Team of Destiny. Rams, baby. Yeah, Team of Destiny, 10-0, 10-0. Not many people know them as a basketball school. In fact, not many people know them as a school. Um, Very true. Uh, they have beat Mississippi State, St. Mary's, um, Creighton, who's a good team this year. I mean, they just have multiple good wins. Uh, and they're not only beating these teams. They beat St. Mary's by 16. They beat Creighton by 14. Team of Destiny, guys. Team of Destiny, hop on that wagon. They're 21st in the country, first in the Mountain West. The Colorado State Rams. Noah, what do you think? Very very impressive team. Uh, Phil, I agree with you there. They have been playing very well, um, especially I don't really want to get in the COVID thing and get get all political on you guys, but as you know, there have been a lot of cancellations, postponements yep. in every single league. Um, you're probably going to be seeing this off and on for about the next month. Yep. So, so I, I just want everything to, to get back to normal, everyone to be healthy and safe. But, yeah, I, I do like Colorado State. I do like them as, as being a team that could make a run late in March. Yes. Um, they're, they usually have a decent basketball team. Them and Utah State are, are some teams that you don't really know much about, but they, they always tend to make noise late in the year. Okay, can we um, all agree right now if Colorado State makes the Sweet 16, they own the state of Colorado? And yes. Colorado University, you know, the one that's in Boulder, they they cease to exist if that happens. True. Just just like okay. the, the Bearcats. Well just like Sam Houston State cease Sam, to exist. Sam Houston State lost their K. They're now Bearcats with a C. And Cincinnati's playing for their right to evolve, right? Like a Pokemon. Exactly. Into the Bearcats with a K. So question question about that particularly. Yes. Uh if the Cincinnati Bearcats lose yes does the does the letter k just go null and void and no one gets it or does it go back to sam houston state no one gets it no 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 one gets it until they've earned it and by earned it i mean whatever looks reputable in my eyes all right so phil is the one deciding phil and i are writing detailed um essays to both of these schools to get this name changed legitimized if you guys think i'm kidding I'll post on Twitter. Follow my Twitter. Okay. Phil's been going crazy on Twitter. I've been lighting up. I've been getting a few likes and retweets here and there. I'm determined to get someone famous to retweet me. It's going to happen eventually. Someone's going to think I'm funny. True. Okay. All right, Phil. I, I say – I know I mentioned beforehand um, maybe a, a little bit of a rough order. I say we go into college basketball next and end with all the bowl games in college football. Okay. So – Obviously, as most weeks, we have a brand new men's top 25 ranking. Any surprises in here? No, Baylor's still number one because they haven't lost. 
So got a close game against Oregon going, but hey, they uh they took care of business and ended up winning a little bit comfortably there towards the end. I I still think basically these top three teams in Baylor, Duke, and Purdue are. I think there's a tier, and they're in that yeah, one top. one A. Yeah, there's a one A, and then there's a one B with about ten other teams. Um, and I think we can make the argument for Arizona now too, who's I know ranked sixth, but they're eleven and zero, and they've looked like the real deal yeah. as well. Arizona's playing very well this year. I watched that against Illinois about about a about a week ago. About um, a week ago. So Arizona's a very impressive team, but they do this thing every year where they're really impressive, and then they get later in the year and start losing games. Arizona's okay, got a high but, powered but you offense, can't be biased off of previous years yet. You're not allowed to do I, that. You have to do it I off of watching them this year. I know, but this is a very similar team that I've seen in the past year. They have a really athletic big guy that can spread is it the DeAndre floor a little bit. Two point oh. Yes. Um, oh, baby. He's white though. He's white though. He's that's, foreign. That's racist. He's very foreign. No, okay. So you're this guy looking at skin tone, of, and that's messed up. He, he reminds me of a less uh, efficient shooter, uh, Lori Markinen. You know, he right. he's he's like he's a foreign guy. But Arizona's got the same recipe every year. They get these high-powered offensive guys that can score points, but then they don't play defense. Um, and I think that's the issue that they're going to run into this year. Baylor can put up lots of points, but they also play very sound defense. Same with teams such as like Duke and Purdue. Yeah, um, and I think with all the postponements and cancellations this week, there really wasn't that much movement. Um, no. So what I do want to – because we're basically going over the same teams at this point because there wasn't any movement. Um, I do want to go into two matchups that are still scheduled. Arizona yes, plays Tennessee this week. I think that's going to be a very, very good game. Uh, okay. Tennessee's ranked 19th in the country. Arizona's ranked 6th. Uh, I think Tennessee um, might pull the upset here, might spring an upset. Uh, do you know anything about the spread in that game yet? Uh, I think it's, bet- well, between six and eight points, I thought. Okay. Um, I th- I do think Tennessee is a decent team. They just lost to Texas Tech in overtime this past week. Texas Tech or, or is a two, good team. Two weeks ago. Texas but Tech is a I, good team, though. Yeah, Texas Tech, yeah, Texas Tech's okay. I think I'm going to stick with Arizona here. I think their offense is too high powered for Tennessee to match up with, yeah. and I could easily see them covering that spread as well. Okay. Uh, there's also Xavier, number 18 Xavier, by the way, who's having a dream season at 11 and one so far. No nope. Musketeers are playing Villanova, and I think Villanova's about to get waxed again and be out of the top 25. Villanova's a very overranked team. Why are they still in the top 25? I'm so confused. Yeah, they have four losses in the top 25, and no other team has three. So all of Villanova's losses this season, right, have been to ranked opponents, and then they lost by 20 to unranked Creighton. And they have not yeah. beat a single ranked team this year. They beat, they beat Tennessee by 18. Oh, they did beat Tennessee by 18. But yes. other than that, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Baylor by 21. They lost to Creighton by 20. Yep. They lost to U- UCLA by 19. So that tells me they lost by nine. By the way, to UCLA, nine. Ah, but UCLA doesn't, not that doesn't high. really change much. But I mean, to be fair, I just don't, I think Villanova is overrated, and I think there's a blueprint to beat them now. Oh, it's just called play good basketball. Villanova has some guys that can score, but 
they they just they're not impressive. Well, Colin Jay Gillespie's Wright, on his eighth year, so yeah. Jay Jay Wright's got one of his worst teams that he's had in years. I agree. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I really had to say about it. I yeah. just I, I do love Xavier in that game. Xavier is like six point underdogs in that game, guys. If you're if you are into betting, wait, I Z- do think that Xavier's, Xavier's spread is underdog insane. in that game. Xavier's like six point underdogs. I just checked the game earlier. There's no way. Oh, it's at Villanova. Yeah, which isn't gonna change. Like even at that, like Nova Dude, has not Xavier, been impressive. Xavier money line. Uh, what is that? I don't know, but I'd bet it. I mean, yeah, we're probably gonna end up betting Xavier money line, but that's besides the point. The not too much, like Phil said, not too much of a shakeup in college basketball this week due to a bunch of the cancellations. Really, no, like interesting teams in. Like, I guess there's a couple. Like you said, Xavier, Colorado State, Colorado State, um, USC, and Iowa. Oh wait, hold on. We have to bring up Providence. They're 22nd in the country and 11 and one. Yeah, uh, the Big East is very impressive this year. Uh, I think so too. I think they have a they have a couple real dark horses in there. Yeah, you have you have the likes of number one Creighton is Creighton's number one in the conference right now. I do understand that they have three losses. Youngest team in the country in this Creighton team, but they they're impressive this year. You know they only have two votes for the top twenty five, which I think is absolute bullshit. Yeah, how and is Villanova have, in the top twenty five and Creighton has yeah. two votes? And the the four lowest teams in the Big East right now are Villanova, Seton Hall. Marquette and Connecticut, who are four teams that could easily make the college, uh, the the March Madness tournament. Agreed. So agreed. That whole that whole thing's impressive. Like top to bottom, besides maybe Butler and Georgetown, I could see every single one of these teams making it. DePaul's having a great year too, at nine and one. Yes, yes, um, agreed. College basketball is going to be interesting, guys, and me and Noah are going to be with you every step of the way. We cannot wait. This is going to be the first year, obviously, as a podcast that we'll be covering March Madness. So I'm sure we will come up with something special for you guys for that. Because yes. Noah and I love March Madness just as much as all of you guys do. Mm-hmm. And I think, Phil, I think maybe we should start doing something where we go live and do do some betting stuff. Because I know we love talking about betting. We don't want to get into it too much in the podcast. But we, uh, we posted an Instagram video a couple months back. And I know you guys enjoyed that. So maybe we'll contemplate doing that again. Also, um, I I haven't really run this by Noah, so you guys are hearing this first, but I think he would be all about it. March Madness, I, I think we're going to make an ESPN group, and I think we're going to okay. be – anybody who has our socials will be able to enter it because we'll give them the password and group name. And if you want to enter it, there will be a prize money winner to whoever wins. Oh, yeah. Trust me, guys. I absolutely love running leagues year after year. Phil, you definitely knew I was going to say yes to this. I peer pressured so many people to do it last year. Yep. I, I think That's I think I, it'll be a great time around March. I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, no, I think our biggest topic, because it is officially bowl season. Yes. This year, college football. It is. So I say we quickly get into um, a couple of the other things first before we get into bowls and predictions and stuff like that. Okay. Um, big news for one of my favorite football programs – a man that I slandered on this show, I believe, in the very first podcast you we did. had. You did. You called him Bo, Bo Dix. Dix. You called Bo him Bo Dix. Dix going to the Oregon Ducks. Uh, as an Oregon fan, I don't really hate the move. I do. Um, 
He's not good. I here's the thing. He's not good in the SEC. I do think a move to the Pac-12 could actually be really good for him. Especially, it's it's good for Oregon. Not so much Bo Nix, possibly, just because Anthony Brown was not good for Oregon this year. They and got carried by their Nix running game. I do think they, need, they need a leader, and and Bo Bo Dix is a leader. Dude, you literally slandered this guy. I I actually hope he kills it at Oregon, and you have to eat all of your words. Hey, I just said I think he's good for Oregon's program. He's, okay, he's it doesn't tried take back what you said in podcast one. If anybody wants to send us the recordings of that, you can. Um, I will absolutely retweet it on Twitter if you send it to me. Hey, I'm going to switch my opinions back and forth a lot throughout the entirety of the show, so just get used to You're it, You're a bandwagon. Okay. Um, Damn straight. I want to talk about uh, recruiting rankings, top 10. Texas A&M number one. Alabama number two. This is, by the way, obviously national early signing day. These these aren't yes. the final, but this is pretty much where it's going to end up. Um, Georgia number three, Ohio State number four, Texas number five, Penn State number six. Great recruiting class by them. Seven Notre Dame, eight North Carolina, nine Michigan, Oklahoma tenth. All right, so only a couple, a uh, couple headlines there. Texas A&M taking over the number one spot is something that I thought I would never see. I think Jimbo uh, might be paying those recruits year. with more than just money, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a surprising look at number one. And then Women. North Carolina at eight, um, that's a little bit surprising to me as well. The rest of the teams are No, Matt Brown, dude, he's been year. recruiting really well at North Carolina. This is like his second or third top ten class. Well, hey, then I'm very proud of him. That's that's good for a football program that really has. Now, this is Penn State's highest class under James Franklin, so that is an accomplishment. Oh, this is our high. Oh, I thought last year we were in like the top five. No, last year we were not even in the top fifteen. Oh dang, we were like nineteenth or twentieth. All right. Well, hey, guess what? Penn State number six in the in the recruiting rankings. Heard like you said, early first, signing period. Two years from now, still, national title winners. Heard it here. Still first. a lot to happen. Um, I do think with Penn State signing Franklin to that long, a lot of players might stick with it since they know he's not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, that could be very good for the program, as we all know. Franklin is a great recruiter. Absolutely, he is. Just not a great coach. I'm not. Gonna yeah, get not into the best coach that. in the world. I'm not going to get into all that because I'll just get worked up. Um, hey. We want to get into uh, some of the bowl games now, Phil. Yes, 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 I do. Uh, we're going to do – every week we're going to do weekly bowl games because obviously we can just go ahead and pick who we think is going to win. Noah, Kent State, Wyoming, first gut feeling, go. Uh, Kent State. I agree, Kent State. Money line? Yes, money line. Okay. Yeah, uh, Wyoming th- – so so we'll go slightly into betting purposes because we plan on betting on every single one of these games. Yes. Uh, Kent State money line or three and a, plus three and a half for the spread is, is yep. pretty pretty tempting. Pretty safe. I would say the least. Um, I do think the next game, though, is a little bit more mouth-watering uh, just because this is these are two 11-plus uh, win teams, right? U- UTSA and San Diego State, that is the matchup, and it's two 11-plus win teams. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, as we all know, I don't really get a team of destiny because I don't have that privilege, but my team for the past like month or so has been the Roadrunners of yes. Texas San Antonio. This, yes, I yes. love their money line. You want, you want them money line, not even spread. Nope, I love them money line. San Diego State's got a great defense, beyond average offense. Um, 
Texas San Antonio is going to blow them out of the water. But I just don't know if UTSA has a good defense either. So this is going to be interesting. They they do not. I I think it's going to be a close game. Don't don't get me wrong. I I think it's yeah. going to be a great game. Definitely the All most right. entertaining of the early bowl games. Yes, and then Wednesday night we have Missouri versus Army. Um, I think everybody's going Army here. I have a feeling about Missouri, at least the cover. I would I would flirt with the under in this game, 57, as oh, Army's not a high lo- school team. I would love the under in this game. Love the under yeah. in this game. Neither of the teams can put up points. Yeah. Um, well, Thursday Army night, can we put up points. North they just take Texas. seven minutes to do it. Yeah, exactly. We have North Texas and Miami, Ohio next up on the list, and that is Thursday night. North Texas money um, line. Yeah, I'm about it. North Texas is the only team to beat Texas San Antonio, and they did it in convincing fashion. And they've won their I last do, five games. I do like that money line. I also think the over 55 in that game could be a lock. Okay, and they've won their last five games. I want to. I want to. Yes. All right. Next matchup: UC- UCF v. Florida. Um, I don't really know a lot about UCF this year. I know they're pretty average. I do um, know Florida's terrible, and I'm not taking them in anything. And yeah, I mean Florida's that. terrible. I don't know enough about this game to probably UCF plus six on, and a half is my is my lean. Yeah, I would I would definitely maybe do an adjusted spread like plus ten for UCF and put it in a parlay. But okay. I'm not sure about any of these lines right okay. off because I think this this could also be a low scoring game too. Memphis. All right, Memphis v. Hawaii. I like Hawaii plus 8.5. They played pretty well this year. I love Hawaii plus 8.5 with that offense against Memphis's defense. I think it's close. Um, Ayo, bing bong. Georgia State v. Ball State. All right, yeah, last game that we're going to get into. Um, Georgia State Georgia- minus 5.5 is my lean. Yeah, I would probably do that as well. I also like the over 50 for that game. Yep. Um, yep. Ball State struggled mightily this year. Georgia State played Auburn really close, and they were they they were towards the top of their conference, I believe. Yep. And that's been a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. We appreciate all the love and all the support. As always, if you have anything to offer us, advice or any teams or leagues that you would like us to talk about, definitely hit us up on our socials or just text us separately. Uh, Phil, you got any words to end us off? I just wanted to thank everybody yet again. And guys, hit us up. And let's let's continue this crazy ride we've been on into the new year. Let's ride this gravy train.